Welcome to Meathead Chatter episode 18. Motherfucking 18. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's that? Got to get my uh got to get my Joe Biden sniff in. You smell that? It smells good. It smells like a unconstitutional mandate just got struck down by the 5th Circuit Court. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh boy. Or at yeah. least temporary shutdown. Well, yeah, but um you or Indiana is one of like eight states who are Filing a lawsuit, you know, or what? something about it, and and so it's funny. This is like the first time where it's like, hey, Indiana's going to be outspoken and involved with like combating the administration instead of always kind of being like, yeah, we'll let you guys do the freedom thing, but like they keep it on the DL, right? Like yeah. they're not Florida Indiana and Texas, is like, like oh, swinging my dick, freedom, freedom. Right? Indiana's like freedom, freedom, but don't look over here. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Indiana's t- very typical, and that's typical of Midwestern, yeah, personality. And so that's really, really cool to see Indiana just like n- absolutely not like foot down. The fuck you mean you're going to do that? Well, and so it's funny. The um, I was doing some reading on this, and OSHA. Um, being used as a vehicle for this, like this kind of exact thing happened back in like the seventies. Oh, really? With asbestos <clears throat> and OSHA being like, "Hey, we're gonna like basically mandate no asbestos th- through like government wanted to do it, but like they went through OSHA to kind of make it happen. Oh, yeah. And the Supreme Court shut it down. So like, and that was asbestos. So, right. Like, like yeah. It, there's precedent for this to not work well you know what and I told- and and i would argue the asbestos ban was probably like in people's best interest more <laughs> right right well so i was just in chicago this weekend um which i had a good time uh but my girlfriend and i and i said now watch watch for police presence you will not see it yeah because they get in trouble if they do their job there well no because they're like um absolutely not we're not doing this whole vaccine mandate Oh, so just a lot of people walk off. Yeah, they have no param. They have no first responders, basically. Well, in for Chicago. a place that has like all the murders in the U.S. Yeah, and all like leading the crimes in the U.S. It's a great place to not have first responders or police. Yeah, officers, no. So isn't it? yeah, and Mayor Lightfoot was like <laughs> throwing a fucking fit about it. And She's like, "Hey, I want to vocally hate all you guys, but you still do your job, right. and I'll just keep throwing you under the bus. But like, you should still come to work, right? You know what? And, and oh my god, I was in Chicago, and I had a great time this weekend. But man, my only beef with Chicago is the the fucking mask mandate. Everything. Thing. Well, the mask mandate they have is you have to wear a mask inside. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Chicago I mean, is a very cool, okay. dense populated city." Okay, so we went to a symphony, and, you know, there's a couple hundred people there, and everybody who went there paid to park. And so we're pay- we're and to pay to park, you have to, like, go to a kiosk before you return to your car, and right. you have to pay that way, um, which is weird in and of itself. But I'm there, and I'm, like, there's, like, two kiosks that fucking work. So two kiosks for, like, a couple hundred people to put their fucking Oof. thing in. So I'm, like, standing there looking around, and there might be five people wearing a mask. Really? And now, now bear in mind, we yeah, are in are a over it, dude. tiny fucking, like, we're shoulder to shoulder in queue, like we're waiting to go on a, an amusement park ride. And I'm like, so what the fuck's the point of wearing a mask? We are in closer no contact um, out here than we were in the auditorium, uh-huh. little deal. There is... Much less airspace here where we were because we were um, Plus you're underground like literally parking. Literally shoulder to shoulder there. 
Right. Whereas at least I had some room. Yeah. At, at the at the venue, so it was just like, is no and like I made an audible statement, and everybody looked at me like I was a freaking psychopath. But I'm like, how how are we not putting two and two together? Like there is no reason for us to have this mask mandate. Or or if there is a reason, why would it be? So like. My thing from the beginning has always been like, okay, let's hypothetically say masks work. Right. Let's pretend they work as well as everybody wants to pretend right. they work. Then why do you take it off when you're eating food? Right. Like because like, as soon as you if if it if it is like this magical thing that makes everyone around you safe, as soon as you take it off, no longer safe. Right. So why are we allowed to take it off ever anywhere? Right. Good news, it doesn't really do shit. Other than you can't spit on people, but then after your saliva dissolves, it's still airborne, just like when you breathe out of a mask and all your right. air goes out. Like it is so, the so dumbest the news, fucking thing. The, in good the world. news is it doesn't do shit. The bad news is then why are we still including it as a thing anywhere at right. all? Right. Well, and I people see are it. like, oh, in surgery they wear them for surgical ma- like surgical masks for surgery. I'm like, yeah. So if they sneeze or spit. Or drool, it doesn't go into the open person's body well, on the table. Well, it's not to prevent them from breathing out a virus. Well, and you and I have both. You've been first. You've taken a first aid certification course, correct? Yeah. So there is a specific way that you are supposed to remove your PPE. Yep. There is a specific way to remove and dispose of it. I have never once seen. I've seen it maybe once or twice. Remove a mask a correct way to prevent any type of contamination. Well, and and, but, le, and let's and that's the paper surgical mask that right. are marginally more effective than the right. cloth ones. Now, let's say the cloth ones are as effective, which they're not. Right? Are they as effective if you wear the same one day in day out for a month before you wash it? Absolutely. Or not. should you be washing it in like a steam level heat every right. time you take it right. off? Right. They should be disinfected. No one after. does that, yeah. so it doesn't do shit. Even so, if it did shit. So, like the whole idea of this mask mandate is, it is totally a, in my opinion, a fear thing. Capitalization it, of the the American public being that stupid and the, being that afraid of the everything. government hasn't seen a moment where they can seize power over people. And not taking advantage of it. Like, it, it is their job right. to lord over you, and you be the peons, and them be, like, the, the nobility. Right. So any opportunity they have to seize that, I would argue, especially on the left, but, hey, on the right, too, to some extent. Right. Um, and, and the far right, to a big extent. I mean, government will never cease to seize an opportunity to control you if they're able to. And it's our job to not let them, because we are free people. Right, and and that is something that supposedly right. Well, and I am a big um, fan of free liberty. Are you going to walk out? So of what? I think I saw somewhere um, tomorrow is supposed to be a walkout day of your job to in protest of the vaccine mandates that they're having for employers. Well, my employer won't mandate that. Well, and I if, know, and if they mandate that, I won't follow it. So I'm right. not worried about it. But, but no, I, I won't. I because I, I looked at it and I it, I gave it some brain space today when I saw that. Now, if I was at a place that was saying, "Hey, we're going to fire you if you don't right. wear a mask," I would partake in it probably. Right. Well, and even even with me being fully vaccinated, I do not agree. Like, I think people should try should probably get the fucking vaccination. Like, it's you know, it seems to be doing doing a good job. Yeah. But also, I look at it like the flu vaccine. 
it should be your fucking choice. Yeah, just like every medical procedure. Right. Like, it is not a, we have to have these things, because I have a huge problem with it. Jesus Christ. So they, um, when we walked into this concert venue, they requested my vaccination status. Yeah. And... And I told Hannah, I, I just said, flipped the bird to the imaginary person asking right. that. Just so, so, so I told Hannah see. before we even went in there, I said, you know, that's an OSHA viol- or a HIPAA violation. Right? Oh, hundred percent. Like, like I, I was in a good mood, and I, you know, this is the first time she and I had had a opportunity to spend time with each other, and it was awesome. Like, she and I had a great weekend, but. She like, looked pissed in all your Instagram photos. She hates when I take pictures. Okay, um, I was Ellen was looking at, it and she was like, she was like. These are so cute, and like his message is so cute. What did he do to piss Hannah off? <laughs> no, she just hates. She hates. She and I both hate taking pictures. And I, I, I like talked to her before we even left. I was like, "Let's get a picture." She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because I feel bad." Like, You're like all want, of our peers are po- posting stuff that they do, and you and I never post anything, so I feel bad. So let's just do it. Like, I get it. We're gonna look both awkward, but like, I want us. I want people to be like, "Hey, look, we're happy too." Um, but anyway, so I wanted to. I told her, I said, you know, I could just easily, just as easily say, Hey, I need to see your vaccine. I need your medical history before you can even look at me. I need to, I need to see that you don't have AIDS. Like, can you get, can you confirm that you don't have AIDS? Well, that's not your bit. Well, I don't give a fuck. You're asking for my vaccination status. It's the same deal. Now, but I wasn't trying to start a fight. Well, in the the other side of that, if you're dating someone and before you doink them, you're like, Hey, I want to see your STD test or you don't get to fuck me. Yeah. It's a violation of their HIPAA, but if they want to fuck you. Right. But but it, it's... And, and same thing. It, same thing. I, I think it's... I think, in, I think in both situations, it kind of puts you in a dumb situation. Because you're like, if you're wanting to bang, and you like this person, and you're close enough to them that you want to bang them, then like you should know they're pretty clean and if not you're just like one night standing it and i mean that is what it is good too. luck <laughs> <laughs> um and same thing on the concert venue so i think it's concert venue survives on making money right from sales so if enough people are like no fuck you and they lose a bunch of money all of a sudden you'll see vaccine mandates go away look at the airlines that's what happened with them right all those flights got canceled because of weather or whatever. That's when there was bullshit. no weather, I was Southwest was, or is it, it, there was an American, it was, whatever. It was Southwest, and it, it was a hundred percent because they were having like a. a they were a having walkouts. They yeah, were they walkout were having, pilots were walking the fuck. They were having off. walkouts. No one to fly the planes. So like, yeah, it's just a, a perfect example of like, we can only be controlled as three hundred thirty million people if we allow it to be controlled. Right. Do you did you did you see my uh Instagram story yesterday at Sam's Club? Oh yeah, about how like they cuz and so, I So, and this is the thing in Sam's Club, they do it they do it all the time. I've, they, they've done it for years where it's right. like you buy your stuff especially once self-checkout became a thing. Right. And I get it. It's an anti-theft thing that they they have a person at the end that kind of like scans your receipt and then scans a couple of your items just to make sure you're not stealing shit, right? Right. I have never seen but that actually in their like if, if, terms, policy, whatever well, that they and, have to. And maybe, and, and even if it is, they can't force you. Right. So, like, after I purchase my items, they are mine. They're mine. That's my property. You don't get to just inspect. My, a cop can't inspect my car unless he has probable cause or I right. give him permission. Makes you think a 
sales associate at Sam's Club gets right. to like look at my shit if I don't want them to. They don't. So I mean, if there's like one or two people in line, like I'll I'll go through. It's not a big deal. But there was like ten, fifteen yeah, people. Yeah, I was in like, line. what the hell? And when it's a line like that, I just walk around. No one has ever said shit to me either. Because like, even if they did, I'd be like, well, it's my shit. So uh, no. Yeah. Plus. It's 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 a perfect example of like the illusion of security, right? Right. If you are stealing shit, are you waiting in that line or are you walking around? Right. You're not gonna wait in that line and let them double check your shit. You're right. just, you're just gonna, gonna walk go. the fuck out of there. And well, and and security in and of itself, fucking. If you if you ever work retail, there is no such thing. Asset protection is not a thing. They won't yeah, touch not you. Really. Well, they won't touch you because they're fucking. They're gonna get sued. If well, and especially if, if it they is not if they think you're stealing something, and they they touch you and it ends up you're not stealing something. A lawsuit's more expensive than that TV they stole or whatever. Right, it is. right. Or even if you're right, if it, there's physical contact, they will sue you. They can sue you for that physical contact, mm-hmm. even though they were in the wrong, and you'll still get fucked as the retailer. Yeah. Which is why, which like, I feel like, if you're stealing shit and you get caught, you should get your ass beat, and there should be no penalty. Well, and so when we were in Chicago, it was interesting because Chicago is one of those cities mm-hmm. where they were getting just looted. They're just getting looted left and right, and they're not fucking do- doing a thing. So when we were at, uh, we went to Macy's and we went to like a couple places, and so I was looking. It seems fine, honestly. You know, even though there's no police presence, uh, but I, I will say when we were walking. Um, maybe I'm being my toxic masculinity or whatever. So toxic. Um, <laughs> so masculine. Um, is I, I made sure, you know, she stayed a little bit closer to me. I, I, my hand, you know, when we're walking after night or after dark, so toxic my to want to keep, to want to keep your significant other safe. Like my hand never <laughs> left her side. Like I was constantly touching her, making sure I knew where she was like, not, not because I'm trying to control her, but I, I wanted to like, feel like she's safe. I wanted her to feel safe. And, you know what? If that's toxic masculinity, then I have. We need more of that in the world, right? Um, more toxicity. Oh shit! I didn't tell you this. So we did go to a couple bougie places. We went to like this Russian tea house. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I put saw it on the, the pictures so, of that. Yeah. Um. So so because Hannah commented on my post and was like, "Why do you have to put these shitty pictures up there?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I w- I received consent at the tea house, <clears throat> and we can even ask." Uh, the guy behind us who was talking about me flexing my straight white male confidence or whatever. And you told me about this. Hannah was so pissed at this dude. This dude, I have ne- like, I've never met someone so freaking over the top and pretentious. It was not even funny. <laughs> like this dude was talking. I about- hate bougie shit for <clears throat> this reason. Well, yeah. And I, she wanted to punch him like, cause it was, he was clearly a very liberal person who had, Okay. So, like, tea service is, like, 50 bucks a person. Right. Like, like it's not a fucking cheap place. Like, this dude had, like, full-on bomb-ass tea service or whatever. A bottle of champagne, their cheapest nice. bottle of champagne was 130 bucks. So, this... Is he there solo? No, he was there with another person. Okay. Um, I was but, like, so like balling this, if you're solo. <laughs> this dude... Well, he probably paid... I don't know. Um, but my point is, is, and she hates this, is this dude is all about equality. You know, the, this guy is totally one of those. Everything has to be equal. Everything is um, fair, e- equal shares, whatever. Hey, fairness and equality are not the <clears> same thing. But, like, this dude is also the same person who's going to be out there protesting tax the rich. Okay, we were in a... Because he's for equality, not right, fairness. Right, but here's my thing. 
we engaged in a rich person behavior. Like that place was not cheap. Like it was two hundred bucks. Oh, so you're saying like this he's was, almost like rich people guilting himself. Yeah, like he he was engaging in a very fucking fancy lunch. Right. Like a two hundred dollar fucking lunch, man. And like for two people, two hundred dollars for two people, at least two hundred bucks. Right. And this man this dude was like basically self hating liberal. And Hannah hates that. I feel like there are a lot of those. Oh, they're all like that. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I would say the extreme left is for Yeah, sure at least like the extreme that. ones are like, you know, the Antifa ones. Yep. Who and, are And the extreme right. Right. Is are the same way. Kind of in their own way. Right. Um, okay, that's 15 minutes. I'm Stay cut, down the middle. I was off, like, are we going to cut I, off politics? I was I was looking at the I was looking at the timer too, um, which we actually hit record this time. Yep, well, um, we were about we were about to be into another um, another uh, Patreon another another podcast. Patreon episode where we're just bitching about politics. No, I was I don't have much. I that is the extent of my bitch about this weekend because it was a fun. great weekend. Um, I enjoyed. Symphony's cool, man. Like, like it was definitely, it is definitely something that I wish we did more of. Um, it's just like, and it makes me feel good. Um, you know, I didn't grow up very, very wealthy. You know, I didn't get to experience a lot of these things. Right. So, like, I am all about trying to experience those things because it does make me happy. Yeah, it makes me happy, you know. And and if that's the case, you know, where we can only go on date night once a week or once a month versus weekly but we get to go to like these extravagant things right like i'm okay with that like yeah it was a yeah it wasn't a cheap trip but it was fun as hell like it, it, it served its purpose like you didn't ex- you weren't going there expecting to have a cheap trip you were going no. there expecting to have like a, a pretty cool experience <clears throat> right. and you did i mean so. hell so i would say that was probably one of the best weekends hannah and i have had together nice um because she and i have very different life like very different schedules sleep schedules and yep. We were able to spend a full, basically twenty four hours with each other, uninterrupted because we had the dogs at her. One of the dogs was at her mom's. The other one was at a puppy little hotel. And who got the bougie puppy hotel? Oh, my dog, okay. <laughs> my fucking dog. Yeah, he got chicken and egg too. And so yeah, he got a bougie ass fucking hotel. Um, Wait, is the little dog your dog? It's hers. Okay, so the the, the little shit the rescue one. guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little shithead one is is hers. Um, the rescue's mine, technically. Um, we claim them depending on <laughs> depending, depending on what, on the dog's behavior. Yeah, depending on what he's done, I will text <laughs> Hannah and be like, "Guess what your dog just did? He shredded up your knee sleeves." Ugh. I had to buy some new knee sleeves. I told you that, right? She came home, or I came yeah. home one day, and he had just shredded the shit out of her knee sleeves, <laughs> and. Here's here's the difference between her temperament and mine. Even though they weren't mine, I was still irate. And I was like, dude, just wait till your mom comes home. She's going to kick your ass. <laughs> She's going to flip shit. No. She just comes in, oh, well, I guess it's my fault that I left him out. I was like, that is not the response you're supposed to get. You are supposed to yell. And, oh, my God, I'm the bad cop. Um, cause fuck, I was pissed for her. This is, man, he has gotten, he's been, he's been be- behaving like a little shithead. I told you he ate my, uh, remote. Well, are you guys, is he just home a lot? So he's like attention seeking. So I don't know what his, Dan, the dog psychologist. I don't know what the hell it is. What the hell his deal is. Cause he's never pissed on my floor before. All of a sudden he started peeing on like the, the tile. The other day I was in my office trying to uh, do something and, 
I'm just sitting there. It's quiet. And then all of a sudden, I just hear this little trickle. Motherfucker's pissing on his bed for no reason. <laughs> I almost threw him out. The, I wanted to throw him out the window. I was like, dude, I took you out like 30 minutes ago. You just pee. What are you That's doing? That's crazy. Um, I think it was attention-seeking behavior. And that's what I told her. I like her. cats. Yeah, cats are dicks, though. They're, they're Except so, for Mo. But, I like but, Mo. Mo likes me, at least. But ask me how many times I've had to clean up their piss or shit or chewing right. on things. Zero. Right. And I have three of the fuck. Well, I have four of the fuckers here right now. You have four fuckers right now. now. Well, and I told you you were going to get a fourth one. Well, this is a foster. It's for leaving. now. It's leaving here in a couple weeks. For now. Just, well, it just got spayed, so we got to oh. wait for it to heal. But, yeah, we already have someone lined up for it. Oh, that just means Ellen's gonna try and find another four, a fourth one. That's fine. I don't care. God, I just I just fixed the litter room. I took that shit apart. Replaced. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It took me like an hour. How? Wh- why don't you just get a new one? They're five hundred bucks. Are you freaking kidding me? No, I sure as shit was well, not getting I, that I for Hannah's them, cat. I called them and they uh, they sent me the replacement parts and stuff too, and like okay. kind of a video on how to swap it out. So I just okay, did that's that. nice. But, but yeah, I mean for five hundred bucks, they better send me free shit. No shit. Speaking Uh-oh. of uh, speaking of nice fancy stuff, dude, those bars that you sent me that picture of are sexy. Yeah, those so Texas bars. I love Texas Power Bar as a company. I like their I do bars. Too. I like how their bars look. I get it. They're not twenty nine millimeter. They're twenty eight and a half, and twenty nine millimeters the standard now. I like their aggressive fucking neural. I, I like how the little sleeve spacer, like that that it's wider. It's wider. Yeah, so, I so when I'm benching out. in the fucking rack, I'm not clinking my mm-hmm. weights. If you're in a wider squat rack and you're kind of wobbling around, you're not going to bang the plates on. I really, really, and people are like, oh, well, there's left sleeve space. I'm like, how All right, many? Well, how many people are filling up the sleeves? Well, it only matters if you have, like, the shitty, like, recycled tire bumper plates because you can only fit, like, four of them on Right. There. But I'm like, dude, if you if you own a Texas Power Bar, it means you spent, like, 350 bucks on a bar. Get some fucking metal plates. Right. Like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. yeah, I I, I feel like my home gym here is going to be primarily a Texas power bar gym. Right. Um, I got my eyeball on uh, a... uh a Cerakote Texas Power Bar. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You talking about the I'm, the the the, uh, the Veterans Day camo one? Oh, so the veteran. Yeah, so they have a, a limited release camouflage Cerakote. <laughs> looks pretty sweet. Yeah. But no, I'm gonna get the purple Cerakoted one as for Ellen for Christmas. Um, you can't just announce it on the podcast. She, she doesn't w- listen. Oh, <laughs> that's um, good. That's why I, and, Hannah doesn't listen to ours any either. And. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna get that, and it's it's definitely quote for her. Even though I just really want a Texas Power Bar, right? I'll get her some other shit too. So <laughs> I'm glad you know what I'm glad we're on the bar subject because you you were like before we started, you were like, what are we gonna talk about? And I'm like, uh, we can always fill an hour with political rants. Well, well, and that's <laughs> that's always avoidable. No, we can talk about Kabuki. So Kabuki, oh, big news, big fucking news. Hold on. Breaking news. Kabuki Strength. Exclusive partnership with the USPA. Go. I am rather excited for this. I am excited but pissed. Because, and maybe I'm understanding it incorrectly, but the way the notification and email I got from Kabuki and the USPA reads is that because of the exclusivity, it's only Kabuki bars at meets, which is so awesome. So only Kabuki bars that are competing at the meets. So yes. the bar that you're competing right. on, so warm-up rooms can have whatever. Right. So, which is awesome because, honestly, my favorite squat bar I've ever used is a Kabuki squat bar. 
So hands I, down the best. I like it. It takes some getting used to because isn't that the one where the only neural mark is right in the center of the? So mark? there's three neural marks. There's one right in the middle, and then and then your power ones. Yeah. So it has no smooth. It's knurled the whole way, but except it, for those those. It uh, bites. Yeah. Um. It bites hard. That's like what a six hundred dollar bar, seven hundred dollar bar. Yeah, like I that. think so. Um. But they also released, and I can't find it. They're keeping it under lock and key. So they unveiled at world at the um, drug tested worlds. Mm-hmm. The um, their Kabuki deadlift bar that I've been wanting them to I come saw out. With. They just came out with a, an announcement on it. Yeah, yeah. so it's, so they they unveiled it. There's not a lot of details on it, but it's longer than a Texas bar. So we're just going to be more whippy. Yes. At, um, at what point do they just let you start hitching like strongman? Because I feel well, like so I feel it, like technique wise you're not allowed to cheat in powerlifting, but bar wise is where the cheating happens. You right. get a squat bar for your squat to squat more. So you get a deadlift bar for your deadlift to deadlift more. But but hitching so, and strongman is cheating. Here's my thing with the uh, with the deadlift bar and the more whip potentially. I don't know if it's going to have more whip. I'm assuming based on if physics. it's longer. It should yeah, be, it should yeah. have more whip. Whip is not always the best thing on a right. deadlift bar. Like I have lost move. I've lost it multiple times because the whip will pull it out of my hands. Yeah, if you pull too fast off the floor and you don't have the slack out of the bar. Yes, but if you get the slack out of the bar, you're going to be at a higher pulling. Right, you're you're you are definitely at a it. it the bar has now become a advantage for seasoned athletes. Yep. It is now an advantage. Well, and it's interesting you talk about the whip being potentially like not a great thing. You look at strongman at the Arnold where they had like the fat steel plates and the elephant mm-hmm. bar. There were dude like Eddie Hall's a perfect example. He, you know, pulled 11 1100 right. on um a deadlift bar. With straps, he can't suit. do. He couldn't do it on he, the whip. He pulled just a touch over. It was like a hundred pounds difference between those two lifts in the same year. Yeah, because um, um, and, and the he whip said himself also, the elephant bar is harder. Well, the whip will also pull the weight out in front of you. Yep. When it's like if you do, like, there is a lot that you have to factor in when you're deadlifting on a bar with so the whip. The the lift becomes easier. But more technical. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like pulling sumo. Right, Easier, right. but more technical. Right, which is, which is well, fucking sucks for you guys. Like, I can pull sumo pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I will say, and I sent a text. Dude, and yeah, pulling sumo on that bar. So great. You're going to be you're gonna be doing block pulls. Right. Like, like, realistically, you know, um, I mean, my best block pull is eight over eight uh, with a sumo stance. Yep. Um, with straps. Okay, well, fuck you. You pick up <laughs> over eight without straps. I really doubt that. Oh, I, without I, straps, no. I, uh, but like, uh, I mean, it's a big advantage. I mean, we're going to see some yeah, you're insane gonna, deadlift numbers. Well, and, what's, and what's going to happen? And this is this is one thing that raw powerlifting hasn't experienced yet. Really, I mean, to a little bit. So, like, there was a big jump in the all-time world records in raw when you had federations like RPS and APF letting raw lifters squat out of a monolift. Yes. That's a huge advantage, right? You don't have to stabilize it. You don't mm-hmm. need the unilateral stability walking back. Right. You just squat it. You can just squat. Which for is me, why the big-time meets now yep. are not USPA meets. For me, it's 20 pounds when I'm in a monolift yeah. versus versus walking it out. Yeah, um, my best ever um, triple out of a monolift was 545 yep. for a triple, and they were pretty fucking solid. I think they were naked at, knee, too. If you look at early 2000, uh, like 2005-ish, when, right. when raw powerlifting started – kind of sort of being an option not right. even a big thing but an option they were on normal power bars right and then when they started using squat bars deadlift bars again you saw the records pop and part of that was just because it started getting more popular 
Right, um, but, I mean, you, you start adding that specialty stuff, mm-hmm. and people are like, okay, now, cool. Now, you're going to see some deadlift records get broken. You're going to see the uh, Kaylor Wollums and the Jamal... Um, Browner. Jamal Browner Brown, is going to... Jamal gonna, Browner. You're going to see... You're gonna see I would imagine we're going to see some thousand the, pound poles in the USPA. You will see some new all time deadlift world records set in the USPA that have never been touched because the bar is going to bend more. Right. Because um, Jamal Browner's be sumo pullers. Jamal Browner's pulled over a thousand on an elephant bar. Yep. So I mean, which makes sense because he's mean, sumo and there's mm-hmm. a bigger bend. So you're going to see these records fall, and to someone who's not. In the know, they're going to be like, "Wow, people got a lot stronger in 2021." Steroids, drugs, like. Well, no. I mean, that well, was always a thing, yeah, but, but, but like, you're you're going to see those records be broken, and to the keen eye that knows the differences and that two inches extra length on a deadlift bar is going to make, you're going to be like, "Well, yeah, that was the year they switched the deadlift bar in USPA." Right. Um, which I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I kind of want to just see what the fuck the human body can do. Right. I'm all about let's push the body to its max. Uh, yeah, it, but max. I feel like you're going to start seeing grip being where people miss it yes. more than the lift. Yep. And that and that's not really a big issue right now. Yeah. Is grip. Yep. Um. Anyways, that's that's my prediction. But you saw this a ton in gear when it went from early 2000s single ply and then it jumped into multi ply. Yeah. You saw the numbers get huge just because the equipment got different and more advantageous. Right. Well, and and you can ask people like Ed Cohn, um, where you know when we were uh, when we were back in the nineties, eighties, yep. and you know they could wear, there wasn't a lot of like rules on what you could wear, and we were seeing these crazy records. Right. Once we started actually putting good equipment, like um, Ed Cohn talks about the what knee wraps are now versus what they were then. He's mm-hmm. like, they were like ace bandages. Well, and my, uh, my like, buddy, he's like, Your my buddy Travis are better was, now. was that same era. He was, he, uh, yeah. he actually broke Eddie Cohen's total out of meat and right. then Eddie Cohen broke it later that same day. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, Travis basically when he talked about how equipment worked, like how bench shirts worked back then right. in the early two thousands, he said he could pretty much what he could touch and go raw he could pause in a shirt. Right. That's all it did. Now you get 300 pounds out of a shirt if you're good in it. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, depending on the brand, you know, what what kind of crazy shit they're doing. Mm-hmm. You get the canvas multiplies. That's two to right. 300 pounds if you're good at right. it. Right. You know, you go a size smaller. Um, I remember, remember when we were watching um, uh, West Side versus the World and... Uh, they were talking about how you know tearing the back out of yeah them. they yep. just cut the cut they took a small shirt cut the back open and they're not even a full shirt mm-hmm. it's just like a little slingshot yeah multiply got like Formula One racing compared to right <laughs> compared to just driving around a, a Mustang you know? right you know you got you, you go from you know guys who are you know <clears throat> in a shirt gonna hit maybe five hundred yep so like we got thousand pound benches now. <laughs> We got thousand pound bench and single ply from Blaine. Oh yeah, Blaine's single ply. Yeah, because he's, I always think he's, he's a USAPL. Mm-hmm. Speaking Which, of the USAPL, you like that? That's segue? a that's a pretty good segue into uh, the. This is honestly, I think this is bigger news than the Kabuki news. I agree. Like, I think this is a big fucking deal. Um, so for those of those uninitiated, um. What, a couple months ago, uh, the USAPL was basically banned from Worlds. Well, they were under, they were temporarily suspended. Right. Pending a final decision for a permanent ban. Right. Um, and that decision came across yesterday, the day before. They are officially out of the IPF. And just to review, 
what the decision regarded. So USAPL had a much higher frequency than required by the IPF. Right. But testing frequency. Testing frequency, <clears throat> uh, which is why they catch more people. Right. Um, but the test they were using was not the test that was IPF approved. The IPF approved one is considerably more expensive. It's more in-depth, too. It's more in-depth. Yeah, because it's more in-depth, it's more right. expensive. And in order to keep their frequency high, they used a different test. So they did not follow the IPF rules. You right. can say how stupid that is or not stupid. And IPF really didn't look into, like, WADA isn't looking to catch people. Right. USADA is. Right. Um, WADA is not. IPF is not. USAPL is. You know is. what? I, I, sub- I stand by the IPF. I would much rather see the IPF test than the um, the USADA test. So here is. Because here, and here's my opinion. My I've got the talking stick. Do it. <laughs> I have a huge problem with people being able to compete in a tested federation knowing that there are certain drugs that are not going to pop. Like, I have a serious issue with that because, in my opinion, I'm not I'm not in these guys' corner, but if you are one of those people who elected to not compete under the U.S. Virgin Islands or whatever that one was, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I will say that I think you're dirty because you elected to not use that option, not get tested by WADA, and because you refuse the WADA test, I think you're dirty. Well, and so and and, I, and that's a I generalization. I wouldn't go that far because that's where that's I where my flag to, is. I listened to a number of podcasts on that with the U.S. Virgin Islands thing. Um, the person who was kind of in charge of that segment and recruiting was only reaching out to specific people. Oh, um, interesting. So they didn't, didn't like they did, And then by the time it got out that you could do that, they were like done recruiting. Um, so there was a couple people um, like, God, I, th- I think Hunter, uh, Hunter Henderson, Hunter. Hunter I, Henderson is not a. Okay. Not I'm a, trying to uh, remember who was, who was, oh, Heather O'Connor. I was like, Hunter was Henderson it? is Heather, not a clean athlete. I think Heather O'Connor was in this boat. Yeah, um, she was. Uh, and, Heather and they, O'Connor, Danielle up, Mello. Did, or not Daniel Mello. Did um, Heather end up, end up going with the Virgin Islands stuff, or did she not? I think she pulled out. Okay. So, originally, uh, she heard from, like, four athletes that that person reached out to before she heard from those people. And then by the time they reached out to her, she was like, well, well fuck. No. Yeah. 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 I, <clears throat> yeah, I, I so stand by what I, I was specifically thinking. Yeah, and Heather, and yeah, she's clean. But, and she's still in USAPL, so. Right, and I stand by my statement, but I'm interested to see what the USAPL is going to go do. I sent you something today about. Yes, talk about that. The opportunity that the USAPL has. Now, I to my understanding, it was a IPF rule about money meets, not a USAPL rule about money meets. Correct. And so they are talking about the opportunity for more money meets in the USAPL. I think that is huge for the sport because there were a 100%. lot of USAPL athletes, John Hack in particular, who left the USAPL for the money for meets. the money meets. Yep. He he basically went and got, was going to do a money meet. USAPL said, "Pick one. Well, you can't do both." Cuz up until this, the money meets are non-tested. Yes. They all are non-tested. So right. this this gives a chance for people who are the best in the world, right? Naturally, um, naturally, to compete 
in a legitimate tested federation right. for some legitimate money. Right. I think that is awesome for I the am, sport. I am it's I am on, a big fan of that. It's I'm, honestly the first thing the USAPL has ever done where I've been like Good job, guys. Right, right. Usually, you said that this morning. Usually I'm like, ugh, why'd they do that? God, right. I hate the USAPL. So <laughs> they uh when when this when the original little banner whatever came out, um, they were like, All right, we're gonna do a pro series. We're doing a pro series. Yep. And I don't know if anything ever came of it. Well, and we didn't really know what that was going to look like. But now I think now that they're officially banned, 22, there will be a pro competition. Yeah. Um, I would say awesome. um, as, a, as a person who is a powerlifting fan, I would say that the USAPL numbers are going to far surpass IPF numbers. Um, I agree. I, I think right this now is they're... not good for the IPF. I think the IPF may have made a mistake. So I think... The um, USA, when you look at strength sports, when you look at strongman and powerlifting, mm-hmm. look at top-tier lifters in the world. Go go on openpowerlifting.com, yep. search tested, and see how many of the top 100 are from the U.S. and who's yes. from so- – they're losing, they're the, using the vast the, yeah. majority of their best people. Well, what is it? Um, what is it? We have um, – We have so many people <clears throat> here. It's just a bigger pool to come from. Right. Um, it, and we kind of kick – by and large, all the other countries. And I don't watch the that. men as much as I do the women. Perf. Um, just because the men aren't as good. Right. But like, like if you watch yeah, USAPL women, yeah. if you watch our women compete, it is like first place in all the weight classes. Mm-hmm. Like, or a significantly disproportionate amount of weight classes. Now, do you think part of that is that our country as a whole is really kind of being cool with women getting super strong yes. in other countries. I think that's, a I, I think that is too. a huge part of it um, because the women who, you know, are competing in powerlifting, um, at least in the USAPL or IPF um, maintain some level of femininity where, because where, they're natural, because they're <laughs> right? natural. Yeah. Whereas like the, you see the female non-tested lifters, um, internationally and they do not look you can tell they're as not a tested. feminine. Right. Yeah. And you know, and whatever you want to live with me for that statement right there, call me a dick, call me a monster. The, the proof's in the pudding. Go well, look. And, and if you are taking androgynous hormones that are, that are naturally occurring in higher ranges in dudes. Right. There's bone growth. There's lots of things that'll happen that, right. that give you a little more masculine features. That's not you being a dick about that. That's right. just like, that's just physiology. Right. Well, um, there's got to be some feminist that's listening to this. I mean, Don't I'm sure. It, and you're more than welcome to have your own opinion. Right. But, you know, forehead bone growth is a masculine trait. It, it right. is not It is not a double X chromosome trait. Um, you know, you can say, now, I think it's a totally different conversation to say, Oh, you have those masculine traits, and that makes you not a woman. You're a dude. Yeah. Now that's shitty, Fuck and off. that's wrong. You look like a man. But to say your feminine characteristics are reducing is is just right a, a fact of life. Right. You know, you could be a dick about it, or you can accept people for who they are for that, and that that it determines right. if you're a dick or not. <laughs> right. And and I am very much. I mean, if anybody knows what my girlfriend looks like, she's pretty fucking jacked. She is pretty jacked. Naturally. Yeah. And it's what, and and I am all about. Yeah, dude, her and Lori are like the two most jacked natural females I think I've met in my life. Right. Um, and Lori's cutting. Yeah. And I didn't know she was cutting. I just saw that on her uh, Instagram story that she's cutting. So good, good on her. Whatever she's doing, keep going. Um, Hannah is also cutting. Yep. 
Um, I knew she put on a fair amount of muscle this this prep, so I, I don't know if that knocked her into a new weight, weight um, class. Or yeah, not, it did. Or? It popped her up in a weight class, I okay. think, a little bit. Um, she just kind of wants to get a little bit leaner because she was lifting. Was she? I know she's not like one forty five, one forty eight. Whatever. Okay, I can't remember class. if she was competing in the one forty eight or the one thirty two. Yeah, one forty is I okay. think her class. Um, she's up. She's up above that. I think. I gotcha. don't know. I'm not going to spout my significant other's body weight on the. Well, podcast. you just did. Uh uh-uh, uh I said that's her her weight class was oh, okay, 140 okay. or yeah. whatever the 145 class. I don't know if it's USP. It's 148. Is it 148? Yeah. yeah. So that was her class then. Cool. Um. So talk to me a little bit about you are three weeks out from Worlds. Um. So this is a this is a fun one because I am doing basically everything I can to avoid stress. Um, stress is something I can control quite, you know, we can, we can control right. what we, what, what we allow to stress ourselves out. Um, you know, you and I had talked about programming concerns or other shit like that. Right. And you know, this morning and I can only control myself and, right. and the reality is I can control what I do. I can control how I react. I can control my sleep. I can control my diet. I cannot control the jackass in front of me who is not using their fucking turn signal. Just as right. much as I cannot control um, the weather. Right. You know, like, like I am not going to stress myself out about shit I can't control because I have very high, I am very anxious right now. I have my anxiety levels at an all-time high. My stress is at an all-time high, work yep. stressful. Um, so anything I can do to anything kind of you reduce do to it. reduce that outside of those yeah. mandatory stressors. Yeah, is, is, is you know, like right now I got up at 4 o'clock this morning. I'm dog-ass tired. Yep. But I got shit I got to do. Um, now, I'm going to go to bed here in three hours. Right. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, I don't care. Um, you know, I, I've taken to... 10-minute power naps in my office. <laughs> I uh, may or may not throw a little talk on about um, dialectal behavioral therapy, some training. I will absorb it via osmosis while I take a goddamn nap. <laughs> I, I shit you not, I do that sometimes. Um, and, and the thing is, is it's not even 10 minutes. It's like I close my eyes for two minutes. I hear something, someone walking down the right. hallway, and, and, and I wake up because I am on high alert. I am always on red alert at work because I never know what kind of behavior I'm going to have to walk into. Right. Um, who's going to call me? Who's going to need my help? Um, so while I say I try to take 10-minute naps, it's like two minutes. I close yeah. my eyes for two minutes and kind of reset. And that helps. Yeah, well, just any kind of downtime, even if you're not sleeping, just like the door shut, you're chilling and at peace for a minute. Like yes. That is huge. I've also reduced my caffeine intake. Nice. Um, so when you get when you are sleeping, you're sleeping better. Yeah. So because um, sleep's been a, sleep has been for the longest time, including this prep, my biggest obstacle. Um, I've kind of basically got my diet dialed in. It's it's I struggle with sleep, um, whether it's staying asleep or falling asleep. Um, right. I've kind of narrowed down. Part of my issue with falling asleep is that I will begin tasks like an hour before bed or two hours before bed. Right. So like I will um, come home from work and I will be doing, I will do a task for an hour. That is it there. If it gets done, it, it gets done. Yep. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm sorry. That sucks. Um, it stresses me out. Cause I'm one of those people that laundry has to be done. Right. I like, <coughs> excuse me. As I call COVID into the mic, um, you know, laundry has to get done when it starts. Dishes have to be done. Like, I'm kind of anal when it comes to cleaning my house. Right. Um, but 
I recognize I'm up at 4 a.m. now. I don't go into work until like 8, 9 o'clock. I have four more hours in the morning right, to do, to do my shit. So I have cut off caffeine. I don't that's, drink caffeine after like 1 o'clock. That's kind of how I've been as far as like the tasks before bed. I used to make sure like dishes were done and like dirty clothes were put in the hand. Yeah. Like, all, all that stuff. But. You know, because now that I have three days a week, I have a client that comes in at 5.30 in the morning. Um, So for me, like, getting to bed at 9 matters Mm -hmm. more. And then, you know, even if I have a client after her, it's usually not till, like, 8. So I got time to, like, and it's six minutes away from my house. So I'll just pop home, do my things, and and then bounce out. And I'm doing the personal training thing now. So I got, like, morning clients, and then I might have one or two clients, like, in the afternoon. So I have a lot of dead time during the day anyway. Um, to get stuff like that done, and it's definitely been nice, right? Yeah, and I um, and that, and so those are just like little things I do to kind of mitigate stress. I, in the past, have um, and because you know from doing my programming, I would uh, fixate and obsess over what are we hitting today, what are we working right. on, you know, how's this, what is this doing to set me up to hit PRs in the gym, and very much I have accepted that. The cards will lay the, how they're going to lay. The, the, it, it's gonna it, what's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, I, all you can do is put the work in. Like I've, I've yeah. put the work in. I've done my training. My I've paid my coach. He's he's done my he's done my training. So what happens in in, in London happens. And my thing is is I want to go in and I really want to enjoy this trip. Right. Um. I don't want a repeat of what happened in Terre Haute where I just where like you PR'd your total in two of your three lifts. And yeah, I still got pissed off. Yeah, like, that sucks. I remember that me. It was horrible. Your right. coach was horrible. Right. <laughs> but, but so like, I do not want to have that again um, because I will be in another nation. I will be, you know, I want to do things, you know, fuck. I'm a humongous Harry Potter fan. I don't want to go to Diagon Alley in freaking London and be pissed off about my meat. Right. Like, I don't want to be thinking about my meat. I want to be thinking about this cool once-in-a-lifetime potentially experience. Right. You know, um, how many more times am I going to go to London on this earth? Like, I don't know. Like, this may, be my, this may be my one shot. Okay, cool. So let's fucking take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that's kind of where I'm at now um, mentally. And it's, you know, talking with you, you know, you can probably agree or disagree, but this is a very different, um, mental approach I've had to my, 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 For sure. my, uh, to competing, um, because I am very competitive and I hate losing. Um, but I also recognize that there's only so you, I can only it, do so much. Well, and with powerlifting, it's funny. Powerlifting's funny. Cause like there's, it is technical to some extent, but really on that day, if you're not a geared lift, like if you're not competing in multiplier or something, there's not a lot of technique going on. It's just like right. a realization of the strength you've built at this point in your life. You're not like changing your technique much. Right. There's, there's no, it's not like a game day decision in football where like you, you do an audible and it was like the wrong play. Right. Call. Right. Like it's just, I mean a little bit with meats temp selection, but like, other than that, right. it, it's really just plug and play. You're not going to get any stronger between now right. and then. Right. The only, the only tweak we did to my technique was I brought my sumo stance out about an inch. Yep. And that was just to make me a little bit snappier, faster. And it's not like the, that's uh, something you were going to lock out. And that's not something you're going to change on meat day. Like, no. that's been dialed in for the last yeah, like, 10 we, weeks. Yeah, since we've started doing it. So, so at this point, you show up at the meet, there's nothing to really focus on other than just like, just go and it's like you're competitive you want to beat people but like at that point you're 
whoever's going to win is going to win. Right. At this stage in the game, barring an injury three weeks out, the fate's already sealed. Right. My, I mean, my, whoever's whoever's going to win if y'all lifted today is the same dude that's going to win if y'all lift in three weeks. Right. It does not matter. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I can't stress. There's no, it, it, it is not beneficial to me. And as an athlete, it is not beneficial to anyone to overstress and stress about things that they can't fucking control. Right. Is, and that's the fact of the matter. You know, um, you know, not everybody's a power lifter. Not everybody gets power lifting strength sports. Everybody gets basketball, football, that stuff. Right. So take, God damn it, I can't, I can't, I, I, my, my example is always Kobe. Can't use Kobe anymore. Um, so, you can. I mean, so he just, he just isn't making new things. Right. But I mean, Kobe, Michael, those guys, some of the best basketball players in the world, did they stress about their, the other team? No, they, they just went in and they did their fucking job. Do what you they, can do. Yeah, yeah. They knew what they could do and they did their job and that's all that they knew. They, that's all they can control. So, you know, there's no reason to stress about stupid shit. Right. Um, hey, have you seen any movies recently? I did. I saw The Eternals this week. How was that? It was good. So it was, it was long, but it didn't, feel, it? it didn't feel long. It was So I feel like, because if you look on the reviews and stuff, like it's getting kind of mixed reviews. Sounds like my kind of movie. Yeah. So I feel like <clears throat> if you have any grasp of the comics, you will absolutely love it. Um, Ellen has never read the comics because uh, she's not like a huge nerd like me and you. Um, but she liked it, and she doesn't like love superhero movies. Right. And, and it kept her attention for like two and a half hours. Right, um, so it's clearly a good movie. It was then. good. I liked it. It was super enjoyable. The people who are shitting on it, I don't know what they expected. I feel like they expected this like monumentally groundbreakingly good movie, and... It wasn't. It was It was what you expect from, like, a good Marvel movie. I would right. say it was better than Black Widow. Right. Well, you um, know what? In Bla- I wasn't a fan. And Black Widow was okay, but it just wasn't... It was too... I don't it know. It seemed afterthought right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's how I am with those, <clears throat> you know, prequel movies. Yep. Because, um, like, we know she dies. Right. So, then, so like, like, I'm not going to... part doesn't even matter. Right. So, like, what's my... <laughs> Where's the suspense? Where's the fear? So kind of deal. I loved. I I'm going to take it back. I loved the Eternals because I love kind of the the cosmic Marvel storyline stuff, like the Fantastic Four into the Silver Surfer type stuff. Like I really like the space Marvel stuff because it's just like such Guardians a, of the Galaxy. Yeah, just like the the weird kind of crazy shit they can do, right? Uh, when you start talking about the Celestials, it's one of the reasons I liked the Loki show so bad. Yeah, so that much, one was so because good. Because they got kind of into the bigger picture other than, like, how does the superhero wing affect your life here on Earth? It, right. It's, like, how it affects, like, the universe and the galaxy and kind of more, like, right. origins of everything kind of things. Um, the last two Infinity War movies kind of like that, kinda too. Like, that. like, like um, it's just so big picture, and this one is, like, the biggest picture oh, really? view of the Marvel universe and the universe, whatever. As a I'm whole just, you... I'm excited to watch it. Do they, and you don't, you can answer this if you want. <clears throat> do they address where they were during the whole snap deal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do. I, I like, I, that is something like if they didn't address it, that would probably be like, so, and to get into that kind of ruins the movie kind of spoils it a little bit. That's what I figured. Um, well, not really. So, well, so basically hiding. So basically, right? They were, we're not going to talk about the origins of them, but they were sent to Earth to kind of 
least up front, as far as they know, they're sent to Earth to kind of guide humanity's evolution and help their civilizations develop. Oh, really? As to why that is, is kind of a big key point of the movie. Um, but they were also instructed by the Celestial that, you know, um, is in charge of them to not interfere with stuff unless it involves the Deviants, which are kind of the, the opposite, the counterpoint to that. Right. Fun fact, if you want to go comic nerd on this, um, Thanos. I was going to say, isn't Thanos a Deviant? Thanos. Depending on this, is, which storyline you is, read? Is half eternal, <clears throat> half Deviant. He's like spliced DNA. Oh, really? Both. That's why he's purple colored. And Titan, where he's from, is actually Titan the Moon from Saturn, Ooh. which was populated with Eternals that were previously sent to Earth, but decided they didn't want to do that shit and found another spot to go. <laughs> so that's that. kind of the comic book nerdy side there. They don't get into that in the movie at all, but that's just me being a nerd. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. I I, um, I was going to watch it, um, so I'm probably going to... Worth a watch. Oh, my God. I'm going to go sure. see a matinee, um, yeah. for, I think, Thursday. I'm going to go see a matinee. I'm going to take a... Take a little, uh, little uh, day. Wait, take a little half day at work. I am one hundred percent gonna watch Dune this week, and we can talk about it. God week. damn it, it's so good. Here's how good this movie is. So my girlfriend does not watch a lot of movies. Hannah does not watch a lot of movies. She doesn't watch TV. We don't do TV shows. She has watched Dune, I think, seven or eight times. Wow! Like that's how good the movie is. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, it's it's pretty good. Like we've she's like we got to sit down and watch it all the way through. Um, cause I've watched it myself. She's watched it. It's, and every single time I watch it, I like it more. It is one of those movies that gets better as you really? watch it more. Well, I felt like um, that with the, the 1986 one that I watched a lot as a kid. I, uh, liked, it. I, I liked it like every time I watched I it. I hated it. Really? Uh, but it has been, so here's the reason why I hated it. So there's two reasons. One, I didn't really understand it. Right. For one. And two. All I see when I see Dune is I see Star Wars ripoff. Star Wars ripoff. Whereas Star, or at least actually, in the first where, one, where it's even though Star Wars is a ripoff Star Wars of that, ripped off Dune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I very much tried to take that perspective out. Yeah, and just um, enjoy and I it for had to watch Dune. So I've watched it. I think I've watched it all the way through once, but I've started it and like watched bits and pieces of it several times and the one time I've watched it all the way through I really appreciated it and it yeah. was very good um Loki pissed me off a lot because there's a second movie and I don't want to fucking wait for the second movie oh that's right I heard that is, so the one complaint I've heard from people about Dune is they're like they kind of left it, it was like an Empire Strikes Back it is it is a very Empire Strikes Back ending Oh. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they don't leave you hanging for like a decade, like Star Wars. Did. Well, so this one, yeah, this. I mean, I don't know if they've announced it because um, sure I it's know already in production. I know the big beef that a lot of people had was Zendaya's character was not really involved in it. She did not have an active role. She doesn't, right? And she probably will in the next. She, one. She, she. So you know, she doesn't really. Yeah. That uh, without going into detail, spoiling it for you. Yeah, she just doesn't have a ton of. She doesn't have a ton of screen time, which sucks because I like Zendaya. Sorry, guys. Like your your hero worship actor didn't get a big enough part for your. I liking. mean, so here's my thing. <laughs> Jason Momoa, they've got some badass heavy hitters in this. Movie. Jason Momoa's and Dave Bautista's in it too, right? Dave Bautista, Jason Zendaya, Momoa, who's starting to be a big a big um, hitter. Josh Brolin's in it. Yep. Um, like there are some big heavy. Isn't the main dude like one of the one of the brother vampires in the Twilight movies? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't fucking watch. I mean. 
I watched the Twilight movies. Go watch the Twilight movies. movies again. It's okay. <laughs> Actually, I made the They're book. Fun. I made the book recommendation to one of my uh, one of my um, one of my clinical staff. Uh, to yesterday, actually, for one of her girls, and she's Yay. like, "My girls will not read that <laughs> book." I'm like, "Oh, Aww. fine." Read Blood Chocolate. You ever read that? No. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's a way less gay version of Twilight, <laughs> or Hemlock Grove is also a book series. Um, way less gay version of Twilight. Um, this is literally I'm, how I equate. I'm totally it. got you in trouble. I under my breath gay once, and now you just ran with it. Now we're now we're in trouble. We're gonna uh, we're gonna, we're gonna get the we're gonna have to get the explicit. Okay. Like NC-17 rating. Because, NC-17 for the G because word. Because we're, yeah, we're saying the G word. Um, You what? said, let's let's move oh. on to, to our next Our next and thing. final thing. Just want to holler at you guys about thing. how you can support Meathead Chatter, the podcast here. You can give us a follow at Meathead Chatter on Instagram. In the bio, we have a pretty sweet link that can take you to many things, one of which being our Patreon. If you enjoy the podcast and want to show your support, for as little as $5 a month, you can be a supporting member, and we can be friends. You can be a friend of the podcast. If you're wanting something a little more for 30 bucks a month, we do have available template programming for powerlifting and strongman sent out weekly. You can just sign up for either one of those and get something for your money. Other than this sweet ass entertainment, also be sure to follow us on Instagram individually at strongman underscore Dan for me, and at psac sixteen for Preston. Back to the show, and definitely make sure to hop over wherever you listen to this and drop us a review. Definitely five stars, or you're dead to me. I will take four stars. Four stars. You're four dead stars. To, you're dead four to stars, me, but, but you better leave a um, you better leave a pretty good comment as to why it's on. And four. be a supporting Patreon member. Right. Um, so uh, let's let's continue with our new segment that we began over ra- over under. Um, so I've got a couple over unders for you. I got one specifically that I really wanted to ask you about. Over or underrated going to a symphony or listening to classical music. Underrated. Well, symphony underrated. Classical music overrated. What really explain? Okay, explain your justification for the both. So, I just think if you're someone who's like, I like listening to classical music. I feel like a lot of those people are just pretentious and want to be noticed for listening to classical music. And I think being a pretentious prick is overrated. So that's my generalization of people who, you know, mention listening to classical music. Present company... Included. <laughs> yes, I do listen to. I actually listen to a shit ton of classical music, um, especially in my office. Yeah. Um, now I understand the value and why you do it. You're right. trying to reduce your stress. It kind right. of gives you you're like at peace before you like you listen to it when, when you lift and stuff. So I don't. Think I it, don't listen to it when I lift. Okay. I mean, that's a joke. I do okay. that as a fucking joke. I'm yeah, not listening. I was gonna say like I just my hear music. Screamos. Yeah, no, my music is and it's going to only get more. Aggressive. I understand the value of it, but I feel like. A lot of people, when they mention it, is just to like. Look at me! I, clap, I listen to classical music, right. right? Yeah, oh, it's totally is. now. Symphony going to the symphony, I think, super underrated. Uh, I just don't like people don't go a lot, and I feel like classical music live is a very different experience it is than classical so music in person. Awesome, yeah. So one of the coolest things is you just get to like. And there are some fucking pretentious fuckers at this thing. Oh, I'm sure. Like Jesus Christ, you talk, you start going into these things with wealthy people or it's douchey like going assholes. To like, a, to like an art gallery, right? Like same a, thing, right? 
um, which is actually my other one, uh, is, you know, you go watch the body language of these guys and you like think about as an athlete, how much time and effort you spend into like your squat, your bench or deadlift, how much time and effort is spent into mastering one of these pieces of equipment. I can't fucking pick up a, I, I can't play an instrument. I played the trumpet in like seventh grade and I sucked. Right. It is. I, I couldn't do it, so a mad amount of respect to that. Um, so next overrated, over, uh, overrated, underrated, going to museums. I love going to museums, but thank you. So I think underrated. I think going and doing shit in general is underrated. right. Like I don't like sports, but I'll go to a sports game because I like the experience. Right. right. Um, but yeah, specifically museums, hundred percent. I'm that. I'm that dude. That, like, reads every plaque. Yeah, so Hannah and I ran out of time at the fucking museum. It closed. Well, it was also hot there, but... Yeah, I read every plaque. Yeah. El, like, Ellen and me went to... We've gone to a couple museums. There's a, a little illusion museum in um, Chicago, right by yeah. Monument. Yeah, it's we very, we were going to go. We actually walked cool. right past it. It's very cool. Um, I'm definitely reading all the placards, and we've gone to other museum things, too. And it's like, she she's there to, like, see the things. Right. But she doesn't necessarily care about the background of it right where i'm like i want to know the history yeah the background i want to know who first figured this shit out like yeah, right I'm, so when I'm, we I'm were, a research uh, nerd we so. were like walking through and as we were leaving chicago i'm like there's museum of natural history there's a planetarium there's a shed aquarium we need to go to all those because at one time when i was a kid we were a member i was a member of those yep <clears throat> so i want to go back yeah um, we go to aquariums a lot like, like aquariums whenever, whenever are to, awesome whenever we go to gatlinburg we usually go to that ripley's aquarium Ooh, i bet that's really um, cool and again i'm reading everything right you're learning like, everything about like, it look how cool <clears throat> that fish is but she doesn't necessarily care where it was found right the history of it and things like that um, right which, i mean you don't have to to enjoy the experience right um do you have In anything fact, if she read the shit she probably would enjoy the experience less right it's kind of <laughs> fucking boring and lame yeah uh do you have that's any me. over overrated underrated things for me i got one more for you uh I didn't prepare any. I'm sorry, and, I, and I suck. I suck off the cuff on them. Um, I had a I had a lot of driving this weekend, so I had a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> Last one: overrated, underrated, warm ups. Overrated. Really? Care the to- older I get, the more I realize they're overrated. I know it's supposed to go the other way. Really? Care to? What, what do you mean? So you mean warm up sets or like warming up and foam rolling and all that shit before you go? Warming up, foam rolling. <clears throat> yeah, Mobility. overrated. So like, so in Mister, I have a built in bench shirt because I have zero shoulder mobility. Yeah, imagine if I worked on my flexibility, how shitty my bench would be. <laughs> um, so I, I think it depends on what you're trying to do, but I would say, especially if you're just Gen Pop trying to like work out and lift. Oh, definitely overrated. Walk, walk on the <clears throat> treadmill for five minutes. Do some kettlebell swings. Do some air squats. Do some push-ups. Do, like, one one set of, like, banded single-arm rows and, and just get some shit done. Um, and then I even think as a strength athlete, that's probably the max you really need to do to, like, get rolling. Now, if you have, like, an injury or something and you have to loosen something up, like, okay. Um, but... If you want to get your squat warmed up, you should probably just squat. Right. Warm, just, you know, do a set of 10 with the bar, sets of five up until your work sets of 10. Like, it, I think you can easily, and you're you're someone who warms up quite a bit. Yeah, I spend a lot of time, but I also have injuries. Yeah. I, um, so broke, I. My, I broke my L3 <laughs> when I was like 16. 
Um, you know, and then I neglected to so continue think- to upkeep it, and I spent a couple grand on back. About working on my back again, and I think it's 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 <clears throat> case think- by case, right? Like, but I think, and especially my background coming from MMA, and then especially CrossFit, right? CrossFit when Kelly Sturette came out, he was like CrossFit people felt like sucking his dick, and I know he's good or whatever, and I've benefited from some of his things, but like. There was such a fanboy movement for foam rolling and mashing and doing all that warm-up shit in CrossFit when I was kind of doing a lot of CrossFit that it just soured my opinion on it. And I feel like 99% of the people doing that shit, it was overrated and a waste of fucking time. Oh, definitely. I agree. But that that probably about wraps it up then. If you don't have anything for me. I don't. I'm a selfish asshole. I had none for you today. Wrap it up. We got our little uh, green button pushed. We pushed our yeah, news button. Yeah, it's actually recording. We didn't spend a whole hour and not record anything. Jesus Christ, thank God we didn't do that again. <laughs> oh, again, man. give us a follow on the Instagrams, Meathead Chatter, PSAC16, and Strongman underscore Dan. Hit us up on the Patreon and shout us a review. Until episode 19. That's us. Later.